before we start the interview with Joy-Con James, shout out to him one more time. Just an amazing guest, so much fun to talk to him. It's like 8 a.m. by the way, when I was recording the interview. So I'm a little brain dead, but I see like, uh, you know, I'm sorry. But I would like to announce my new apparel collection, Sunrising Collection by Lost Discovery by Andes. What Sunrising means to me is the springtime, it's summertime, having fun with your friends and just going out. And it's warm colors of yellow, orange, and red. All shows on the apparel. If you'd like to check out the apparel, it's bit.ly slash lostdiscovery. If you're on YouTube, make sure you check the description below. Um, I have a link there. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other service provider, it should be in the description where you can copy and paste it. It's a simple link. It's a link shortener. The actual link is really complicated. So it's a link shortener. It's bit.ly slash lostdiscovery. I hope you all enjoyed the apparel. Um, Depp and I have spent a lot of long time working on these designs and it's just apparel that i would love to wear myself personally when i designed it it was apparel that i made myself and that i would wear myself so yeah um that's it um the collection comes out next week april 19th 2021 at 1pm pst and it is available to june 10th so you have all that time about two months to buy apparel and whatever you like um i just wanted to give a little a lot of free leeway and people who didn't really have money immediately who wanted it so yeah and again thank you again james and thank you for starting your listen on the joycon james interview welcome to the seventh episode of the end day show today we have a special guest joycon james welcome to the show uh you've been a highly requested guest on the show Actually. I honestly did not know, to be honest. I did not know until uh, the other day when EJ linked, uh, EJ Lennon, obviously a fellow member of the community. Uh, he linked the last podcast you did with him uh, and I was watching it. I was just listening to it because um, I was a big fan of EJ and I, I, you know, whatever he recommends, I usually check out. And you guys ended up name dropping me quite a few times and you said yeah. you wanted to have me on. I saw yeah. someone comment. So I was like, yeah, of course, I'm down. Yeah, uh, I think the story behind that is like I woke up one day and then I just saw like an like, like Instagram DM. I was like, let's do it. So we got all sold oh, out. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for being on the show again. Uh, it's of course, re- no worries, man. Yeah, it was really nice to have uh, more guests on the show, more people in the community to talk to. Mm-hmm. So, my um, first question is: um, It's been a couple months since the Cardinal um, slash the Edicons situation. Um, for mm-hmm. some people who don't know what's going on, what's kind of your post thoughts on it? You know, a couple months later. You know, in April, since yeah. it happened. You know, it is actually February. very interesting because it's interesting looking back at it now and like seeing what happened, like what sort of like looking back at it with like an outsider's perspective. Because during the time I was very caught up in it because I was kind of uh, in the middle of that situation. So mm. it was a little bit of a different perspective. But with the benefit of hindsight now, uh, there's definitely a few things that could have been done differently on all sides of the um, the parties. So to put it into context a little bit. Originally, what happened was I spoke to Captain Alex because I, you know, one day I was like, I want to get a pair of the Eticons, which are obviously these amazing, beautiful pair of custom Etika themed Joy-Cons, of which part of the proceeds uh, go to NAMI in his name, uh, Mental Health Charity. So I was like, these are sick. I want to get these, maybe get them for a video. They're just really cool. Uh, so I messaged Captain Alex, the creator, and he told me that Nintendo had actually told him that he was not allowed to do them. They sent him a cease and desist. Mm. Um, so I just made a video and it was such a random, like, like literally it was just such a random thing. I just thought, okay, I'll make this video about it and just saying like this sucks unfortunately because people have been asking me to get them for a video and i was like okay well i know a lot of you wanted to see it but unfortunately that's just not going to be possible um i just posted that video 
I didn't think anything of it. Oh, to be honest, I mean, it was underperforming when I went to bed. Um, <laughs> and then I woke up the next day and boy, 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 bro. It blew up. I, it was everywhere, man. It was on Twitter. You had like Alpha Rad and all yeah. these Twitter people and these YouTubers and these Nintendo news outlets everywhere. It was on the Reddit. It was on Twitter. It was blew up and it was just, uh, it was just out of control. Etika's name was trending again for the first time in a long while. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when Etika's brother, half brother, Cardinal Valerie, uh, realized what was something was going on. I assumed he might have seen the trends or people talking about it. Or perhaps someone messaged him about it. Uh, a lot of people have known of his uh, like awareness. Like people have been aware of his existence for a while now, but it's not in- until the last few months when it's really become general public knowledge. But what happened was that video was taken out of context by Cardinal. He saw the video and he saw. I don't know if he saw the video directly, but he saw the news. And he's not very aware. I'm not sure if that's changed now, but at the time and having other opportunities to speak to him, he's not too aware of how, like, like not to sound condescending, because I'm sure he knows how to use the internet, obviously, but <laughs> in terms of, like, like the community, he's yeah. really not keyed up on the Joy-Con Boys community that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was he went off on his Instagram story about how uh, not to trust me and how I was a scammer. And still to this day, I get messages and people like commenting like, isn't this the guy that scams the Eticons? And really? I'm like, like, it's like crazy because like, I, <laughs> bro, me and the Captain Alex did not speak ever until I first messaged him. And since then, it was nothing until a few days after it had blown up. And then I messaged him and I was like, well, what's going on? But uh, yeah, Cardinal put on his story that I was a scammer and stuff. And I was, I messaged him and I was like, oh, that's not the case, man. Um, he was like, no, we're ending this copyright. We're ending this whole shit of Etika's name. And he, and that's when he first told me anyway. That might have been the first time he ever revealed it, but uh, that he was planning on copywriting the Etika logo. Um, but that's maybe something we can get into later. I don't know. But yeah. that was when he first sort of had his first initial reaction. And then uh, someone on Twitter shared that Etika's brother was upset. And suddenly it turned around from this, like, Nintendo uh, ceased desisting a project that's going to charity to captain alex is a scammer and he's making money and this person who made this video about it is also working in cahoots with him to scam people so the situation like blew up and spiraled so quickly and it really goes to show that like one misinformed tweet can just completely change the narrative it was up until that point fuck nintendo and then now all of a sudden it was just like nah fuck these two guys and it was just crazy so i had to make a video sort of just explaining uh what had happened and stuff but yeah, I think it could have been, it could have played out a lot differently. It could have played out a lot worse. It definitely could have played out a lot better. But uh, from the benefit of hindsight, looking back at it now, it was a, definitely a crazy time for sure. Do you think the Cardinal situation, uh, do you think we can learn from it? Because, or do you think more things like that will happen? It's obviously a Cardinal situation was very like, when it happened, because like, I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. uh, when it really happened, because I was like that. I was kind of ignorant towards that part. I like maybe yeah. right now at that time. Um, so do you think more people will be like that in the future? Obviously, none of us want it, you know. But it's a tricky. It's a tricky. Thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a definitely tricky. tricky. But I personally, I think that is bound to happen. Um, yeah, I think time. it will continue to happen. I think Cardinal. I don't think Cardinal is going anywhere. I know some people are like, oh, he's just you know he's blowing up now and it's going to be a phase. I don't think Cardinal is going anywhere. I think he is going to stick around in the community for a long time. And uh, well, I guess whether that ends up being a benefit or whether it ends up hindering the community in some ways is obviously up to people's interpretations. Mm. I have my own personal opinions on Cardinal purely because. I've spoken to him quite a fair amount behind the scenes as well as publicly. So I feel like I know him. Like I've, I've kind of like gotten a glimpse into 
how we want to like perceive and move forward with things but it's it's definitely hard to assess because it, in, on one hand he is Etika's half brother yeah so no one can no one can take that away from him um no one's trying to take that away from him at the end of the day he will always be his brother um which is completely fine but um, on the other hand you know it's just sometimes the way he's gone about things I'm not sure whether they're purposefully self-destructive, but maybe it's perhaps he's just not too like aware of how that community and the Joy Commerce community works. But he has like slipped up a few times and done some things that kind of have made me and a few other people a little bit wary of his you know motives. But it's hard to say for sure. Yeah, for sure. So um, building like off that, you know, kind of Nintendo community, mm-hmm. uh, I talked um to junior snap Ganon and gth um mm-hmm. last week um the episode should be up by this episode when it comes out uh i was talking about them and like their role in the nintendo community the joy combos community and how mm-hmm. they kind of lead in terms of how they bring the community together what do you think your role is in the community Ooh. especially because you have this channel you know you're trying to mm-hmm. Um, it's like a hub of like Etika fans yeah. and the community. So, what do you think your role is in this? It's a really good base? question. It's not something. It's not something I've ever really considered properly. You know, so it's a good question. I've I've always felt like like everyone is equal. Don't get me wrong. Like in my mm, mind, yeah. it's always been like Etika, the community, and that's that's been it pretty much. Uh, I'd even say in some cases, Etika himself argued for the fact that he was on the same level as the community. But of course, he is the founder, so he mm-hmm. no one's ever going to replace him. And that's why when it comes to conversations, it's like, oh, who's going to be the the top member of the community now, or the the leader? Or it's just like I'm not really a fan of those kind of debates because personally, I think the the role of the community now is to continue being a community that is interacting, engaging, and is keeping Nintendo and Etika and that legacy alive. So as for roles, I feel like as long as everyone is like working together and we're not having these like arguments or fights with each other over like leadership and silly things like that, then we're all calm. I do agree that some people are definitely more prominent members. Like, you know, Ginger Snap feels mm-hmm. like he was like the Tony Stark to the Avengers, you know, like he's still <laughs> yeah. part of the Avengers. Yeah. He's like the one that's sort of, you know, helming, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there's obviously members of the community that are like, like when I think of Joy-Con Boys members, like my name, my mind always jumps to like Luke Bummer or yeah. Rose Kami or, you know, those kind of people. And even though they're, they're not leaders really, and some of them aren't really even, some of the bigger members aren't really about anymore, mm-hmm. they're still just some of the more iconic people. So I feel like although there's like more levels of respect for some people for how they've helped out, I still think everyone is equal, and including me, because obviously, you know, I'm new on the scene, like publicly, I've been around since uh, since before Joy-Con Boys was a thing. I think when I first saw Etiquette, it was probably this Mewtwo reaction back in a high school man Mewtwo was the the part where it all kicked off for me mm-hmm. but uh yeah I've been around but just not publicly so um it's just interesting I, I don't feel you myself is above or you know I'm on the same level as everyone else I'm just trying to play my part mm-hmm. to help keep the immunity alive and just doing what I can in any way possible and I just want to like make sure that like, everyone does that that's all I just want I, I'm happy to see everyone doing things in the community so I don't want to take any particular role I just want to play the same role as everyone else in keeping Atika's legacy alive yeah um off that um just in general about your channel i have a question obviously i'm not trying to sound, sound like anything rude or anything but when course, you made your channel um mm-hmm. how was like the initiative to name the channel joycon boys to say just you know you right. obviously joycon james mm-hmm. like what was yeah. like the thought behind that naming so originally when i made the channel if you've watched the very first video you'll actually see i i kind of i actually originally the channel was named for the first 100 subs etika it was named oh, okay. etika and the reason why specifically 
was because I wanted the idea originally, which was obviously incredibly naive and optimistic of me, was that I'd name a channel called Etika. We'd get it to a million subs and then we get the play button sent to his family. Mm-hmm. Now that sounds amazing in theory, but in reality, no one is subscribing to a channel with no videos <laughs> just with the name Etika. It's a great idea, but I do not think there is enough people to do that. And I quickly realized if that I'd have to start using myself to post content on mm-hmm. there to get it more traction. So I realized I cannot be having a channel called Etika and posting videos with me in it because that is just disrespectful. Yeah. So in the end, I decided upon Joy-Con Boys because I thought if I named it Joy-Con James, then it was like I'm using myself as a face to try and push that agenda and I'm not trying to be the face of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I was like Joy-Con Boys is the best way to sell. And I know the debate around the name has been something that people have contested. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably the number one criticism I get. <laughs> and I understand that, which is why I've split the ch- I've split into I've got another channel which is just stuff about me, but I understand there will always always be criticism around the channel's name. But that was sort of the main thought process behind it. And that still is. The the main goal is just to like bring the community back. Because at the time we're making that channel, it was like people arguing. There was the whole H3, H3 Keemstar beef, and it mm-hmm. was just like Etika's name couldn't be spoken about unless he was referring to it as a weapon or using it as to, oh yeah, I liked Etika. It's a shame that he's being used to, you know, say, you killed Etika or Keemstar is responsible for this yeah. or, you know, it just felt like you could never talk about it. And it was like, I wanted to just end that toxicity and do some positive things in the community and eventually in the future, uh, you know, reach that goal of reaching a million. And along the way, more importantly than just the number and more importantly than just the plaque, bringing the community in that sense back together and doing community mm. stuff and projects and etc. So that is the long-term goal. Um, I'm not trying to rush it. I'm ha- I'll happily sit here for the next 10, 20 years <laughs> doing this if I have to. Um, yeah. Then, but yeah, it's just something I enjoy doing. And I think, um, I think a Joy-Con boys, personally, myself, is just, you know, my <laughs> opinion. You know, um, I think this channel really is something really needed because I think when Etika's passing obviously happened, it, I think mm-hmm. the community was definitely in the slump. It's just like, what yes. do we kind of do now? Um, sure, for sure. Um, after that happened, this kind of community started happening again. Um, mm. Back to that, Etika's passing what did it kind of mean to you and how did it what was your reaction to that how that like you know his passing obviously like affect mm-hmm. you do what you think passing i think his passing was something that uh it just it really struck a nerve with me because there was this sense of like hopelessness like if there's someone that you know that is like in a potentially bad state. Like whenever whenever my friends in real life have even like hinted that they're there, that's a problem with them or they're not feeling too good. I'm always just straight on that now. And with mm-hmm. Etika, it was like this person I'd watched for years. It was like, I know they're, they're just someone on the screen and you don't know them. There's no real connection to them. But despite that, this man always had this energy that just exuded friendliness. Like it really mm-hmm. felt like you was in the room with him. Yeah. And it never felt like he was watching someone on the screen entertaining you, like, give me your fucking cash and the views. He, <laughs> he you know, he never really, yeah. well, I don't ever recall him being like, subscribe to the channel. He just, he yeah. wasn't like that. He was just simply being himself, being real and interacting with viewers. And so it was like watching him for the last six years and like having that connection with him. It was when I f- first saw the video, his uh, apology video, I, I spent the next like five days from June 19th to June 25th uh just like constantly refreshing twitter yeah going on youtube and sure. i saw the video had been taken down and i was like why has the video been taken down and it turned out it was youtube it violated the timelines uh guidelines but i was just constantly refreshing twitter twitter all the time every day i was just like it was just oh it was awful man 
and then on the 25th for me anyway that we was about i think it was midnight when it was midnight it was about evening it was probably about 4 or 5 p.m uh i went on twitter and i just saw a tweet from pewdiepie and it was like rip etika man and my heart bro i you know when oh. you go down a set of stairs and your foot slips yeah. and your heart just drops for a second mm. that feeling and then i went and i like clicked on what he someone had quite retweeted and those words are still in my head to this day. Like, I, it's just awful because I know those words exactly from the tweet. And it was, we regret to inform that Desmond Demofa, a.k.a. Etika, has been found deceased. And those just those few words from the NYPD. And it was just, that's it. Like, there was no, like, the question was answered. Done. That that was it. The finality of it was just, yeah, I just, I just sat down and I was just looking at it. And, yeah, it was just, it was really, really strange. That it was just, that's it that six-year experience i'd gone from a 13 year old to you know nearly an adult watching this man and i spent the last five days in this manic frenzy trying to like work out if he was all right if he was doing okay yeah and then for it to just be answered suddenly like that's it that's the end of that story yeah it was just yeah it was a shock yeah say the least Mm. um definitely after that what was your like after that what was your kind of like uh, maybe like we jump a, a month after what was <laughs> your thoughts then you know because i think my thoughts then i, I was still really sad but mm-hmm. i think the community i talked to this with ej um i think the community had to learn sadly that you know we were spamming all these con emojis um most people obviously yeah. in this chat I think we have to learn that mental illness is truly a real thing. So how was your thoughts, you know, um, post like Eka's death, like a month later, two months later? Uh, I really had to check myself because at the time I wasn't super, super active on social media. I wasn't mm-hmm. even necessarily always managing to make it to Etika's streams because the time zone difference, he ended up streaming mostly in midnight. Uh, yeah. For me, a lot of the time that just wasn't possible. So I, I was lucky to catch a few streams when I did. And especially near the end of his life, when those streams just started getting filled up with those damn clown emojis, and he yeah. was asking people to dislike. And like at the time, I didn't get it. Like when he went missing, there was a, I just didn't understand anything about mental health. I was just sort of like I wasn't posting clown emojis, but I was just annoyed. I was like, why is he doing it? I couldn't. I just my mind couldn't understand it. And it was like I was just ignorance. It was ignorance. It was just confusion. And then like two, three months later, I'm like, I, I just didn't know enough. Like I didn't educate myself yeah. on it, and like I didn't just stop to realize that maybe this man is not well, maybe this man is suffering and everyone is just clowning on him and I'm annoyed at the clowning, but I'm just annoyed at him as well. And then maybe if I step back and realize that like, he's not doing it on purpose, because in my mind, maybe there was some part of me that still thought it was an act. So I think arguably that ignorance could have potentially been worse than the people that were clowning him on, because if people hadn't have been ignorant to it, if people had caught on, if people had been aware of what was going on, then, I mean, well, anything could have happened, but yeah. there's no point talking about what could have and should have. But mm-hmm. I think it just afterwards just sort of taught me to be so much more aware and so much keyed up. So as I said before, if anyone I know is ever like struggling or they even give any slight indication of that, I'm on it straight away. I don't I don't even let that possibility. I don't even entertain the idea of leaving that alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think around Enrique's passing, like 20, like from... December 2018 to like June 2019, obviously to his passing. Yeah. Um, the Keemstar thing happened with his mother, or Etika's mother. Oh yeah. Text. What's your thoughts? Mm-hmm. You know, after all of this, uh, you know, after, two years later, you know, 
do you think Keemstar's in the right? Do you think he's in the wrong? What's your opinion on that, you know, a couple years later? Yeah, okay. Um, I think looking back on it now, and at the time, for a long time, I genuinely hated Keemstar and Andrew Alert. And the thing is, I actually somewhat respect the show drama alert i can't hate on someone that has grown a career out of delivering news with that being said i don't like the man behind it because i feel like even though keemstar might be a nice guy behind the scenes because you can't judge everyone based on how they act online because you don't know them but if we are judging them on how we act online then this man seems to in my opinion anyway treat people as news stories before people and i feel like yeah. when everyone said because uh, there are some people that defend him and say you know he's etika's friend and then there's the people that take it too far and say etika Ke- uh, keemstar killed etika which is obviously not true yeah. i do think what keemstar did was negligence though i do think inviting a man who was very clearly now not well onto his show as news and as keem later tweeted this is just a news show stop being so emotional yeah. i do think it was irresponsible of keem to do that and you can see in that interview that he was very clearly using Etika for that video and not as a person. If Etika was really his friend, I think he would have disregarded the news and chose to help his friend personally. So I think, you know, while Keem isn't directly responsible, he certainly did not help Etika's mental state. And he helped yeah. push Etika into the limelight more when what Etika really needed was to be taken away from the internet, taken away from that limelight and kept somewhere safe and monitored. But Keem definitely didn't help that. He helped propel that uh, grand facade and persona that Etika was trying to, this performance he was trying to put on leading up to his death. So while I don't dislike drama alert, do dislike the way Keem acted then. Yeah. That definitely didn't help. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, uh, it's around uh, so Erica. One of my slides I have is like on paper. I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Um, how did your journey of loving Erica's content, his channel, his community, and slash Nintendo start? Because for mm-hmm. me, it was so long ago, like 2015. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I was way too young to watch Etika in 2015. <laughs> I was like, what? Seven? Oh God, dude, yeah. But I how did would how did your journey start? And just uh, with me, him? it's always been it's always been Smash Four for me. Always, always. Yeah. Uh, Smash Brawl was my first ever Smash game, and I played that a little bit. But I was there from the beginning of that Smash Four hype train. And like, even though uh, like. Smash 4 is one of the weaker Smash games, in my opinion. I always look back on that time between like 2014 to 2016 uh, very, very fondly because those were the years where I uh, met my best friends. We are people who were interested in Smash and that whole like the Smash reveals and stumbling across uh, Etika's Mewtwo reaction was the first one. I still remember. I think I've still got the original email. Yeah, I think I've still got the original email from Nintendo, which was the download code for the Mewtwo DLC if you pre-ordered the game. And I remember getting that email and downloading, but pre-ordering Mewtwo after seeing Etika's reaction. I've still got that email from like 2014, and it's it's just it's just a reminder of how long ago that was. But yeah, Etika's Mewtwo reaction was where it started, and then from there, it was just a constant uh, like watching him with the Smash reactions. I remember walking to school, uh, like because I missed his streams, obviously, so I'd wake up. Uh, try and avoid any direct because I'd see a direct was going to happen and I knew it was too late for me so I'd go yeah. to bed avoid looking at my phone anytime and then on my way to school because I'd walk quite far away to school I'd like get it up and use my uh, like 4G connection I'd pretty much burn for it all just to watch his reaction and see the character for the first time with him yeah. I remember seeing the Bayonetta reaction and all the, the cloud one yeah. and that was sort of where it just started for me um, and it carried all the way up to uh, 2018 when his channel was deleted and yeah. I was like well, what is going on and that was just confusion and ignorance again and then in 2019 I was just 
uh, very intermittently flitting to, uh, between his content when I could, because a lot of it then was just mainly live streams. He didn't really upload many videos on. Yeah. Well, we had one channel, like the Etika FRFX, and that was soon deleted. And then on TRIS, man, he only uploaded a very few videos, and he was mainly live streaming on DLive, so I didn't catch all of his stuff. It wasn't really until the uh, his the one video he did um, about the Sonic movie trailer. That was the first one I'd watched in a while since 2018. And then after that, I caught his very last video, his apology one, and then that's yeah. where it ended really for me. Mm. But yeah, it's been a while. It makes me feel old looking back <laughs> in 2014 and like yeah. seeing it. But those times were uh, the best. So those times were the best. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, Smash 4, for me personally, also, like I started watching him in 2015, obviously, like the prime of Smash 4, because I think Smash 4 came out in 2015. Yeah. So all the DLC yeah. characters was being announced, you know, and everything Mewtwo. Oh, yes. And I think yeah. I remember like one Etika video. I remember like I feel like it's one video where like Etika talked about how like Sakurai saw his Mewtwo reaction. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah Daddy Sakurai retweeted his reaction as well. Yeah, 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 that was great, and that yeah. was just before the uh, the Young Ramsey phase oh, as well. He had that Young Ramsey phase in 2015. Yeah. Well, like Gordon Ramsey. I think Gordon Ramsey still follows Etika, which is just crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember. I managed to just pull that thinking off. about it, I just I remember that now. Yeah, for sure. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that was crazy, man. Um, good times. Um, that's kind of why I wanted to like. That's the reason why those memories, those like interactions, that community is like the reason why I wanted to carry on doing that channel and keep that alive. Because after his passing, like the community, as you said, was just very much like lost and a little bit like they've we've rebuilt now. Don't get me wrong, we have rebuilt. Yeah, and we've sort of like people have come to terms with it. Uh, some people obviously haven't still, uh, some people, you know, it might never get over it, but mm. I think at the very least the wider community is now sort of like on the mend. So those kind of memories and those communities and the people that everyone saw in streams, the Luke bombers, the, yeah. the Lukemans, all of these people in these communities and these people are just like what I'm glad to see being positive again. And we're sort of, you know, we're sort of aware now that no one is going to replace him, but we're still going to all do our part to uh, remember him and carry on his legacy. Yeah, for sure. Um, I saw recently, um, it's April 5th, as we're recording this yesterday, mm -hmm. um, as of April 4th, you raised, you and Top Gun um, raised oh, $1,672 yes. for the National Alliance of Mental Illness, I believe, charity, uh, for yes, NAMI. Correct, yeah, NAMI. Um, so, tell me, and the listeners, obviously, behind that situation, and how it kind of started. So that whole thing was crazy, man. So what it was, was uh, in the very early days of the, the Joy-Con Boys channel, I saw, I just, I don't know what came over me, but I was like, I was looking at pictures of Etika and I was like, I kept seeing him in this purple jacket. And if you're not aware, Etika has this purple jacket that he wore on many different occasions, yeah. photo shoots and stuff. And I was like, this jacket looks dope. I want to see if I can find it. And I was like, that'd be really cool if I could find it and like maybe make a video. Like I found Etika's purple jacket or something and share the location of it so other people could get it. And it could sort of be like a, you know, we can make it a thing that's like a, a community clothing icon. You know, instead of just Joy-Con Boy shirts, we could have this purple jacket to represent Etika. Um, and so I spent... I decided to just look up purple jacket and this proved to be a lot harder than you may expect now you can find it very easily by typing etika purple jacket yeah. thankfully but uh for me when I first did that it was a nightmare I spent many months trying to find it um eventually I found a reddit post and someone had asked where can I get this purple jacket and one person is discontinued and it was made by this company called Jimmy Jazz 
And I was like, Jimmy Jazz, all right. So I went and looked for Jimmy Jazz and it turned out they're this like producing company, like distribution company. And I called them and left a voice message. And eventually they was like, we're going to try and have a look for it and see if we can find one for you. Oh. They never got back to me. So I, um, oh. I privately messaged the person who left that comment. And I said to him, uh, do you know anything else about this? Like if you have any other information, because there was no other leads. It literally depended on this one guy on Reddit. Yeah. And he said to me, uh, it's from a company called Top Gun. And that was it. So I was like, Top Gun. All right. So I was like, Top Gun jacket, Top Gun jacket, Top Gun purple jacket, Top Gun bomber jacket. <laughs> and I looked and I looked. And eventually, as I was scrolling through Google Images, I found this one single image of this purple jacket. And I'd been reverse searching like pictures of etiquette in the jacket on like the easy Google reverse image search and these yeah. uh, find clothing websites by images. And I didn't find anything. And I just stumbled across this one picture of it. And someone was selling it on this website called Poshmark, which is kind of like an eBay sort of type site. Yeah. And it was like one listing of this one jacket. And I was like, I have to get this. Like, I, I, there is no chance I've spent this much. It was a lot of money, but I was like, like, there is no way I've spent this many months trying to find it to just find it. This could be the last chance to purchase this item anywhere on the internet because obviously he's had that jacket for quite a few years now. So it's safe to probably say it was discontinued. Yeah. So I was like, this could be my last chance to find it. This No one might ever slur list it again. So I grabbed it, uh, managed to get it. Eventually, it was a bit of a hassle because it was from America and I live in the UK. But yeah. eventually, I figured out a way to get it. Uh, made the video and that video was seen by the ceo of top gun's daughter that's um, cool yeah that is really cool and she left a comment on the video saying uh we was wondering why all the purple jackets have suddenly been selling out on our because they work with the like poshmark site and yeah. sell their old discontinued stuff mm -hmm. so those so they've gone from pretty much the last one i believe had been sold in january of 2019 uh sorry uh, january of 2020 and then obviously suddenly after my video six of them the last six remaining all sold out on the same night thanks wow. to that video so they they clearly realized something was up and she said uh i've shown this to my dad we're going to restock them all now wow. and i was like bro and then wow. one of the marketing assistant assistants gave me her email um and she was like contact me i ended up talking to top gun and then we arranged a design contest and then we talked about bringing the purple jacket back wow. and they brought them back in mass production so and now i've seen so 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 many pictures i cannot tell you how gassed how sick it is to see like so scroll cool. through the reddit or go on twitter and see someone in the jacket is just phenomenal and uh yeah that's, so that was amazing. that was quite a few months ago now yeah Mm -hmm. and uh recently i finally because i speak to the uh top gun team quite often and recently i finally got back the uh receipts because they said to me at the start they was going to put a portion of the proceeds to charity in etika's name mm -hmm. and i finally got the receipt of it and yeah it was um so far they've managed to raise one thousand six hundred and seventy two dollars in etika's name from all the jackets that have been solved uh sold which is just like just phenomenal to think that that me making that one random video like i really did not think it would carry as far as it is but to this day every single one of those jackets that is sold a portion of the proceeds go to nami in his name wow and it's just mental it's absolutely mental so That's i'm just amazing, incredibly lucky sure. blessed yeah i'm so glad top gun her uh, like, top gun is so nice for arranging to do that i really appreciate them for that and uh yeah it's just amazing that we managed to raise that much so yeah it's just incredible mm -hmm. for sure um that jacket I love that jacket. It's so cool. You know, mm -hmm. I'm very broke. Really cool. So one day I'll buy it. <laughs> but, it's um, all good, man. It's all good. As long um, as people are sharing the link. Yeah, yeah, for it, sure. Like, I was, uh, yeah, yeah. I was doing my research for this podcast um, mm -hmm. a couple of days ago and I found it. I was like, wait, what? And when I found your video, I was like, oh my mm -hmm. God, I didn't know anything about this. And yeah, I it's crazy. obviously, that's how I am. We're talking about this. Um, that's amazing to hear because um obviously i didn't know it was you know anything was um discontinued and stuff but that's so so cool to hear that you you know that you pulled up you know and top gun worked you and top gun worked together it's amazing that mm -hmm. it goes to nami for sure 
Yeah, it's pretty crazy. The CEO of Top Gun, for the record, I doubt he's watching this or anyone related to him <laughs> is watching this, but just for the record, that man is so nice. He wow. he told me the story of like the fact that the jacket that Etika wore, the purple jacket, he stole it to Etika himself in person at their wow. um, official, like their actual warehouse in uh, New York. Yeah, which is crazy. That's he was dope. like, the the origin of the color was supposed to be like, the jacket was supposed to be in a uh, memorial of Prince, obviously, because Prince wore yeah. quite a lot of purple stuff, the singer Prince. And now it's sort of obtained this double meaning of not just in memory of Prince, but of Etika as well. Yeah. So uh, I think that's just really cool. Really that's, cool. That's amazing. For sure. Yeah. Great company. Love Top Gun. Uh-huh. So I think my last question um, is that obviously you run this channel, you know, Joy-Con Boys, mm-hmm. this hub. Tell us more about the man behind the channel, Joy-Con James. <laughs> and before oh, God, that, me. before that, listen, <laughs> uh, obviously it's April 5th. Well, listen. Yes. Please explain uh, the video before the latest one, how to watch porn in Nintendo oh, Switch. God. You got to explain that one. Obviously, it's April Fool's, oh, but you got to explain that oh, one. God. Oh, God, man. Oh, boy. Uh, right. So, a few months back, uh, when I first started the channel, I made a video titled how to watch porn on your Nintendo Switch, and it was supposed to be a skit. <laughs> yeah. And then it actually ended up turning into me just giving a tutorial of how to actually do it on your Switch. And it was just like, the video is so bad now, but and I'm so dying to unlist it. But with me, the three golden rules is that you can't delete your first video, your most popular video, and your oldest. Uh, your, yes, um, your most popular the oldest, video. the popular, and the newest. Yeah, and that's <laughs> unfortunately, these motherfuckers have made the most viewed video on the Tam channel. It's sitting on like nearly 40k views. I'm just disappointed. It's such an awful video, and the fact that the worst <laughs> video is the most one is just outrageous. So, anyway, that's like. That video is kind of like a troll video at this point. It's kind of like, I've always had people message me like, make a sequel, make a sequel. And it's like, for fuck's sake. So I was like, you know what? Fine. April Fool's Day, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And on April Fool's Day, April 1st, a few days ago, yeah. I uploaded the uh, the long-awaited sequel, How to Watch Porn Hub on the Nintendo <laughs> Switch 2. Um, and I was like, psych, now it's April Fool's. And obviously, I didn't show them that. I just took a picture of me taking a picture of the viewers and then just played the troll la la theme for the next five minutes because fuck making a sequel to the worst video on the channel. <laughs> uh see so yeah that is that video mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy and then what was your other question sorry you just talk to you know the show or the listeners the, about you oh, because God. obviously about me. Oh, you know God. you know you run this channel it's amazing you know mm-hmm. it's cool to see yeah. this but obviously people just want to know the man behind the channel that's running all this running the show behind the scenes that's me wow yeah yeah uh yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just a young uh, guy from the UK. I'm only 19. Uh, I wanted to make the channel. For, I, I mean, I planned on making the channel a bit earlier, but I still haven't fully got over it because passing. Mm. And I didn't want to rush it and make it sound disrespectful. So I kind of held off on a little bit. Uh, but yeah, the main goal for me as a person is to just grow and grow that community and just grow as a person as well. I've never really had that many people in my life like who are like friends I could talk to about all this stuff that's in my head about Etika and Nintendo and stuff. So watching Etika was that outlet. And I feel like making the channel and being able to speak about that stuff to other members of the community is my outlet to that. And it hopefully uh, it provides me with someone to talk to because it doesn't feel like I'm talking to a camera. It feels like I'm talking to people and I have someone to actually talk to. Mm-hmm. And I know some people feel the same way when they watch it. They've know people have said it feels like you're just sitting, uh, which is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to you know, do what Etika did, which was just make it not feel like a camera to viewer relationship, but more just a viewer to viewer relationship. So yeah. 
for me as a person, it's always just uh, like I'm willing to put the next 10, 20 years into this because I'm aware mm-hmm. the channel isn't going to grow very fast. It's a very niche topic, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's fine with me. I'm happy to take time and just grow as a person and like learn more, become a better person, and yeah. grow with the channel with the viewers and just get to know people better over time. For so sure. mm-hmm. uh, I don't really know what to say what's about me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Just a big smash in the Sunday Etika fam. Mm. That's, that's dope, man um i saw you have another youtube channel it's called joycon james obviously indeed yes, yeah yes. so um description it talks about you know how this is you and just mm-hmm. content specifically about you um yes. what do you plan to do in the future like with that channel you know because obviously so five days channel, ago you uploaded mm-hmm. you know it's you know Blade chronicles 2 core crystal unboxing so i'm gonna do yes. more more like specific unboxings about nintendo stuff or how do you mm-hmm. plan to go on with that channel I think I'm going to use that channel to just do anything to do with me. So sometimes it can cross over into the Nintendo gaming theme, like the Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Cool Crystal opening one. That could have gone on the Joy-Con Boys channel. The only reason why I didn't do that was because prior to this, the last week, there's a lot of discussions about uh, from different people in the community about what I should and shouldn't be posting on the main channel. And I kind of, you know, I kind of took some of that in mind and I was like, okay, I'm going to make a very conscious effort to just make sure the stuff I'm posting on this stuff and the stuff I'm posting on this channel are separate. So with the Joy-Con James, it's pretty much just going to be stuff that is literally just about me and, you know, doesn't necessarily have to have any reference to Etika. So it can be unboxing, it can be, uh, like, reactions. And I mean, like, the main Nintendo reactions, like, if there's a Smash reveal or a Nintendo Direct, that stuff is going on the main channel. But if it's something like... um like say you're on stream and you react to a movie trailer or something like that that's not going on the main channel that's going on joy on james yeah or if it's like uh doing a video a meeting with someone in real life or just literally anything not related to etika say i wanted to do a, a, a truth or dare video with a friend like if people are just interested in me as a person yeah. that's the place to go if they don't care about the etika stuff and they'd want to see me as well then that's the place to go um yeah. so that's the difference between the two channels all right yeah that's cool yeah um i'm i'm subscribed to both so I'm excited to see what oh, you do on both channels. That. I appreciate that. Yeah, I got you. Guy. Um, so my f- actual final last question. Um, <laughs> your channel right now, Joy-Con Boys, not not Joy-Con Games. Mm, yes. You talk about topics in Nintendo from Rayman and Smash to obviously Etika yes. to uh, to uh, Nintendo like topics like Nintendo using 20 mm-hmm. year old online servers. Um, oh, yes. You planned to continue those topics or do you plan to branch out a little bit more in terms of just like the community with like mm-hmm. collaborations with other people in the community on the main channel yes. or what do you plan mm-hmm. to do in the future with this channel with the main channel i have a lot of stuff i've got planned and stuff that i am very very much looking forward to taking my time and executing correctly i don't with that main channel i've kind of seen it as like something that is probably one of the things I'm most proud of stuff that has gone on that main channel. And I really want to take my time to make sure I'm doing things right with that. And I really do want to do more stuff of other members of the community because, you know, at the end of the day, the channel isn't Joy-Con James. It's not just me, although there is vibes of that Etika stuff and the content. I want to have other members of the community in it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm working towards speaking with members of the community. It's only recently where I've really been actually speaking with people like you, Ginger Snap, EJ over the last few months. Like some of them have been around from time. EJ's been around since the, like the very beginning, which was nice, and I appreciate him. Yeah. Uh, it's only recently though I've got to, to start interacting with more members of the community. So as time goes on, and I'm sure as I earn their trust and we get to know each other better, the opportunities for those collabs and videos will come. And I'm looking forward to doing that because, yeah, as I said, I don't want it to just be me. So yeah. that is gonna uh, be added in as long with what I'm doing 
uh, normally there'll be more joy Boys projects i'm working on there's some stuff i'm working on right now which hopefully should be really really cool and it ends up happening uh, fingers crossed yeah so i just plan on doing more of that kind of stuff and then the joy james channel will just be a completely separate thing which is just right dump wherever i really want uh when i'm kind of just like i want to do this but i don't think it suits the main or i'm feeling creative or i just want to record this random thing or you know that will go on there but with the main channel yeah there's plenty of stuff planned with collabs and interacting with other people and charity streams all this kind of stuff it's just um something i'm taking time with as i said at the start you know i'm willing to take 10 20 years to do this to make mm -hmm. sure i do it right yeah for sure um thank you so much james jerkon james for course, being on the podcast course. it's been a pleasure i really appreciate it it's been a fun time talking to you about community etica your channel obviously i it's an mm -hmm. honor to have you as a guest you know thank you um, it's great being on it yeah for sure uh, um Thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure you check out other episodes with people in the Nintendo community, like Junior Sap Gannon, Swift X Miles, EJ Lennon. So, yeah, episodes come out at 10 a.m. PST every Monday. So, yeah. And that's it. Thank you for listening. And uh, see you all next week. My co-host dad wasn't here because he's in school right now. It's spring break for me. Okay. That's why I'm chilling. He said, "What's up?" <laughs> he said, "What's up?" Yo, hey, okay, let Dev know. What's yeah. up, man? Well, well, I'll probably put this at the end of the podcast, like the very end, hmm. for sure. Okay, like the uh, like the post credits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>